Insights and learning from the Carers Music Fund. Since September 2019, Spirit of 2012 Carers Music Fund projects have been bringing together female carers through music making with the aim of reducing loneliness and improving well-being. In this podcast, we'll hear from three of the projects. My Pockets from Hull and East Yorkshire, Jack Drum Arts based in County Durham and Faye Roche from the Highlands of Scotland. Follow our advice, learn to control your child, then maybe he could be the same as us. There's a sort of moment in all the groups where people start talking about their experiences and we've sort of gone, oh my, you know, you, you hear what, what carers go through and what, what's happened in their lives and then there's a moment where we all go, oh God, we really need to make sure this is a good song. There's a pressure on us because it's suddenly you think, oh my God, this is a story that's like, this isn't just something we can just go, oh yeah, you know, we'll just come up with something. It has to be good once people start giving themselves to it, you know. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we took crap. I mean, in the physical form of crap as well. I'm talking poo. You know, we talk about our children being doubly incontinent and changing mucky pads. You know, it's like, this is our life. He could be the same as us. You've been soft giving in. Listen to my opinion. Then maybe he could be the same as us. I'm filming you and so my name's Peter Snelling and I run My Pockets alongside my wife, Sally. Um, and the idea of monster extraction is that when something bad happens in your life and there's a challenge or a difficulty or you come up against something, you have an argument with somebody or whatever, it creates a monster in your life. So the, and the monster is born, it physically like appears. And then it instantly goes and hides in the nearest object. So the nearest thing it can see. So it might hide in a lamppost, it might hide in a table lamp or in a cup or in a pillar box or in a building. And if you overcome your problem, if you find a way of coping with it or dealing with it, or you, you know, you, you, you resolve your, your, the difficulty, the monster is released, it's freed and it flies away. It goes wherever monsters go. And if you don't, it stays trapped wherever it hid. And the idea of the project is, is there are millions of these monsters all trapped around the world in different things. All of them want to be, all of them want us to release them. And all of them are, are singing. So they're all kind of like trapped in these things, singing about why they're trapped or what's happened to them to, you know, to, to be trapped. And the participants on the project write those songs. Um, my name's Gina, uh, I'm a parent carer, so I've got a son who's 22 years old and he's been, well, he's been registered disabled since he was about three months old, so I've got 22 years caring on me back at the moment and I'm only 46, so it it's, can be quite a heavy burden, um, he's got quite complex needs, he's got a life limiting condition, so we don't know how long we've really got him, but he's my whole world. So, but I'm lucky because I managed to get work, to work part-time, which a lot of carers don't get that, but I get that, so I'm really lucky. Um, and apart from working part-time, which is my respite, I just look after my son, James, all the time. There's a 
there's a definitely on our projects in our workshops there's there's a lot of fun there's a lot of silliness joking messing around not worrying if you've made a mistake kind of crashing about from one thing to another it's like there's a definitely an air of like organized chaos <laughs> and so we sort of thrive off of that I, I really love that sort of feeling and and I think that what what happens in that is is that people just relax it's, they're not they don't care it doesn't you know it doesn't matter if you've if if you play, play it wrong and people don't even kind of like I think that it's not about going well no it doesn't matter if if, if you play it, it wrong you know or it's not about saying it like that really it's just that in when everybody's crashing out back and stuff and singing some stupid lyrics that we've just done or that there's that there's just no way that you would ever even think that it mattered that you were playing it wrong we're so far away from it from you know from from that type of atmosphere i'm reese hollis i'm chief exec of spirit 2012 Spirit was set up by the National Lottery Community Fund in 2013 to continue the legacy of the London 2012 Games for people in their communities. So we see the power of events in how they can bring communities together and increase people's well-being and their sense of social connectedness. So it was very fortuitous that a couple of years ago DCMS put out a call for tampon tax funding and one of the things that they wanted to look at was engaging women and girls in music. And it got us thinking about some of some of the projects we've funded already and some of the areas of impact that we didn't feel we'd dug deeply enough into yet. So our starting point really for the Carers Music Fund was about bringing together pieces of evidence from different projects and seeing if we could examine that impact at a greater scale. Um, one of those was a grant we previously awarded with the Fawcett Society called Skills, based in Edinburgh. And they worked with carers through creative mechanisms, primarily photography, and they saw big gains in carers' well-being through that participation. In fact, um, they saw a 54% increase in women who said their lives felt more worthwhile. So we wanted to test that with a larger sample and with different types of carers to see whether there's a difference in the impact between different types of caring activities. My name is Laura Roberts and I'm the project coordinator for Sound Out, which is the Carers Music funded project delivered by Jack Dramarts in County Durham. Trouble, 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 trouble been dogging my soul since the day I was born. The different kind of musical activities, they all have their different pathways to helping people unlock, first of all, elements of, of how they see themselves and how they express themselves, but also the, the types of um, enjoyment and progression that they can have. Singing, so community singing, for example, that creates an immediate connection somehow being presented with a narrative that you can then sing back along with other people it just hurries along that that friendship uh you'll find that in those sorts of sessions people start to converse more freely um earlier uh, songwriting is the same because if you're if you're together working on ways to lyrically express yourself um 
then as you give of yourself, you're going to give of your experience. So within singing and songwriting groups, we've had people talk about um, you know, the types of hospitals that they've been in. Some people have been in the same place. That's an immediate connection. Um, the same struggles. There was some really beautiful work done about um, that, that palliative uh, element of, of being a carer. And that really just bonds people. So the next bit is very similar. So it sounds like this. My dog, he can do the can, can better than my cat can. But the goldfish finds it very hard. So it's just that last bit that's that's different. But the goldfish finds it very hard. So let's do that second part all together. When we were initially planning sound out, our aim was to offer some sort of music making activity that was accessible for any female carer in County Durham. Um, within our county, um, female carers have different barriers than they do in other parts of the country. So for example, we are an incredibly spread out population. We're one of the largest counties, but with one of the smaller populations. So transport links, that uh, they're not great. Um, a lot of people also live in economic deprivation. So on top of the usual barriers, there's additional hurdles to overcome. What's really typical across the board is that there's some imposter syndrome for people actually identifying as carers. People think if you're not dealing with a medicalized environment, then really you're a bit of a fraud and you don't deserve this lovely music making activity. Um, we've tried to make it clear on a lot of our marketing that more people than you think I, I should identify as a carer. And certainly within the pandemic that has only been amplified. Hello, uh, Matt and Val, as we say in Gaelic, good morning. Uh, my name is Taya, or TJ as I go by, and uh, I'm a singer, songwriter, and a musician, and I work for Face Rush. Face Rush is a traditional music and Gaelic arts charity based up in the Highlands of Scotland. Face meaning festival or feast in Gaelic and Rush meaning Rushire, Rush which is the area that we work in. And uh, our kind of ethos is, is enabling people of all ages to access and get involved in traditional music and Gaelic arts. So I have the absolute pleasure as part of my role at Face Rush of coordinating the Lullaby Project, which we've called Talagan Uda. Talagan means lullabies in Gaelic and, and Uda means new, so new lullabies. And it's, it's called the Face Rush Lullaby Project. So the Lullaby Project pairs up musicians with, with new mums to write a lullaby for their baby. Um, yeah, working with a, a wide variety of mums in terms of age, um, in terms of where they're from. Um, that's been really lovely as well. And in Alness, we had mums who lived in Fortrose, which is a, another kind of area near Alness, but not necessarily in Alness. Um, we had one mum that was from Syria. Um, we had another mummy who's from the islands, um, who's whose first language was Gaelic. And I remember at one of the sessions, there was a really beautiful moment where um, we were, we were joined by a translator 
uh, he was from Morocco to help with the Arabic for the Syrian lullaby that we're writing with one of the mums. And she was talking about kind of feelings of isolation when she first moved to, to the area that she's working in. And one of the mums uh, really, um, what's the word, related to that. But she'd moved across Scotland rather than across continent, but they were, they were drawing parallels and, and everyone could kind of feed into that. So it was a beautiful kind of lever, leveler. And babies are a great leveler as well. You know, it doesn't matter kind of age or where you're at, like everyone's got a similar experience with their, with their raising and it felt like a very safe space to talk about that. For another mom on our first project, I think we started kind of with a, a day out that she'd had with her, her baby and now it was sleepy time and it was reflecting on the day that they'd had, the adventure they'd had together. And then now it was time to kind of close her eyes. And um, that, was a, that was a really beautiful one to work on for me. I had the pleasure of working on that one with the mom. And I just remember sitting there listening to her sing about kind of the day they'd had and, and going to bed. And it was, there was beautiful acoustics. And her baby was there too. And he was kind of whacking the notebook. So Ruth from Spirit of 2012 again. Yeah, so test and learn is a phrase that gets thrown around a lot, but really it just means that you're taking an iterative approach to delivery and building in reflection and review points along the way. So at those moments, you assess what's worked well, what hasn't worked so well, and make adjustments to your delivery based on it. The key for us is making sure those decisions and those changes are based on robust data and really taking account of feedback and the needs of participants. Um, one of the reasons we took a test and learn approach was that there's a very time limited nature of this funding. So we felt it was really important to take the opportunity to learn as much as we possibly could so that we and others can feed that learning into future projects. Here's Peter from My Pockets. People say that it's a kind of, that people have said it's been a lifeline to them. People have said that They've never been able to talk about some of the things that they've talked about before. Here's Laura from Jack Drum Arts. So without, um, without trying to over-egg anything, we hear the word lifeline quite a lot. Um, that's obviously been amplified by lockdown. But routine, someone said that um, you know the course started the day that they were furloughed. And that gave them a routine, something to look forward to. Some people say it's something to get up for. Here's TJ from Face Rush. I really believe that the mums get a lot out of, of being in the group together. And I, I recall one moment when uh, in Alness, it was after the session. And it, it was about kind of half an hour after the session had finished because we, we were packed up and I was in my car and I was driving away from the venue. And I looked, you know, one last look at the venue before I pulled out the junction and I saw three of the mums standing in front of the venue, still chatting, still kind of rocking forward their prams with their babies in and just kind of, you know, 
gabbing together and at that moment I felt like yeah we there's a there's a community here there's a there's a sisterhood here you know because if if you weren't in any way kind of emotionally connected to the people in the room you you'd just be out of that room you'd be in the car you'd be on your way home but um and then online as well I think we are seeing that community being built online purely because every week the session overruns <laughs> every week <laughs> it goes longer than an hour you know what I think if it wasn't working, if people weren't enjoying it, it as soon as we we're finished, they'd be out of there. But you know, we're we're overrunning. Here's Laura again. Um, there was a moment that that took me by surprise. Um, obviously, someone who cares for someone else that doesn't mean that they themselves may not have certain physical or health barriers. Uh, we had some feedback from somebody who said that everybody else feels like they've been locked down, but with the online working, my world has opened up. Mm. Um, and this comes from a, a genuine place of, I would not have been able to do anything like this. Um, and we know that we know that for some people it would be difficult, but, for, but to know that for some people it would, it would have been impossible if COVID hadn't happened um, and this provision wasn't here at this moment then that experience for them would have passed them by. Um, that was a bit of a shock and it, and it made me as a facilitator think, moving forward, moving forward in everything that we do from now on, how do we catch those people on the fringe? As, and it, it's made me th always be thinking about that. Very quickly, people start to gel. In fact, we had somebody report uh, that during the drumming mindfulness and movement session, they, they they said that by session six, it had really clicked and they were starting to crave not just the musical activity, but the time spent with these other women. Um, because we have the legacy group, which um, was funded as part of the uplift, we've managed to extend people's experience up to nine months. So they've done their 12 weeks and they get signposted. So these women have, they've, it's like a coffee morning. It's that sort of vibe. Um, in some sessions, you'll have a, a more of an intergenerational split. And that's really fascinating to watch, to see how the, the older women engage and encourage the, the younger women. Um, it, it really has, but there's not had to be much intervention um, from a facilitation or a pastoral point of um, contact to keep everything. Everyone plays nice. It's it's such a lovely vibe, such a lovely environment, and things branch off. So um, when we logged off the other day, two of the participants said, "So I'll see you by the river for the walk." Yeah, yeah. So that's just so lovely to see. Here's TJ again. So we, and we didn't want to kind of rush into the lullabies because if you're not, or if you feel like you're not musical, it can be really kind of overwhelming to come into a room and have three musicians being like, we're gonna write a lullaby, like let's do it right now, you know? So we wanted to kind of ease into it. And it certainly was that some of the ones who felt they weren't musical or they couldn't sing were, were definitely getting more confident as the weeks went by. So about six weeks in, during this kind of crafty tea, chatty time we would then peel off and work with mums one-to-one -one and focus on their lullabies in that moment 
if we'd have been able to go back in time and replan the sound out project i would really encourage us to make as many backing tracks as possible immediately <laughs> it's it it really lifts a session to have um a, an audible resource that can be played uh, for the facilitator it's such dead quiet space once everyone's muted like there's no silence like it um, and for everybody else for the participants it just completely enhances the experience if the music that they hear um complements what they're trying to do themselves because um playing in isolation um, you can only progress so far um i tell myself that everybody loves a ukulele and to get on that right away um all people have had our hands off for the ukulele courses um i would say keep singing just keep programming those singing groups because it's the voice it's the instrument we were born with and uh, it resonates with an awful lot of people and to look around look at the the cultural network see who's doing great work and sooner than we did try and connect with those people to have some skill sharing try and bring people in who you've not worked with who might know more than you i think they've maybe learned a bit from us about being carers as well um from each other i think some of them was quite timid some of the ladies that came first and i think as the weeks have gone on and we've all like built up of this relationship because some of us didn't know each other we were members of the parent carer forum but we'd only seen them as a name on a facebook page so we'd not seen them in the physical form before so um we've all we've all got like a group chat now and it's called the monsters group chat so we check in on each other and that's outside the monsters actual doing the actual monsters thing so we have this group chat how's it going have you been practicing the song? Have you thought about some puppets? You know, that kind of thing. So we've like, I think we've made lifelong friends. Here's Peter again. People will say, that, that, you know, we've had monsters where people will say, well, you know, my, my, my monster's loneliness and my loneliness doesn't just appear suddenly. You're saying that the monster appears suddenly. It, mine doesn't appear, it didn't appear suddenly. It just crept in and I didn't even realize it was there. And then suddenly I, I, I realized that I was lonely. But by then, the whole room was full of the, it was, I was surrounded by the monster. She, she was like, and so she said, um, you know, my monster, it's, it's a part of me. And so if I say, if I kind of get rid of it and, and it flies away, what's left of me? Yeah. And so her, her, her monster was about saying, she, what she did in the end, she sort of made a deal with the monster that she would come and kind of look after it. And it was, so it was, it was outside this fish and chip shop in the kind of recycling kind of crate. And so she said, you know, I'll just come back every now and then and look after, look after you sort of thing. So people have these really different responses to what it is and kind of, and that's what's really wonderful about it is, is that, you know, we can't, we can't create those responses. We, we with the participants, only the participants can can come up with those ideas. Here's Gina, a parent carer from the Monster Extraction Sessions. To tell someone about the Monsters Project, I think I'd say, just come along. It's fantastic. You can be yourself. Everybody's welcome in. Nobody's left out. And it's just inspiring. You're meeting all these other people, writing these songs, having lots of fun along the way, which sometimes you just don't get being a carer at home. You can just be yourself, bear your heart, just be mad. It's just everything.
everything wrapped up into one little hour a week. It's amazing. I think for a lot of the carers on the call, a lot earlier on in their stage of caring. Um, so I think being able to share things with other carers has been fantastic for them. So they've shared it while doing fun things as well. So it's not but being all doom and gloom. Um, so I think that's really good. Um, but like I say, the creative bit, it's definitely got my juices flowing again. And I'm sure it probably has other people to get out there and, and perform. <laughs> Just posted a long questionnaire. They ask, are they sick or really disabled? Are they profound, moderate or able? You're desperate for help. You need them to see the trap between lines in their policies. They ask you to prove it that he cannot walk, to show evidence that she cannot talk. Your coping from various sources, and nobody said you could drain our resources.